Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halachas, Yordea, Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Malamdim, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Tes. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishma, Soro Bas, Reb Shalom, and Yentefradl Bas, Reb Yeshua Aryeh, Harini Kaporas Mishkova, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Gavriel Shloimoy ben Edith, Edith bat Miriam Brindel, Osher ben Dobrish, Basia Kela bas Amelia Malka, Hadassa bas Tchia Chava, Bela bas Mashalia, Tzvi Shalom ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Dvoira Gila Simcha bas Chava, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Sorale bas Chavaliba, Vigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Chana bas Soro, Mich. David Leib ben Shena, Shloyman Issen ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Soregitl bas Chana Riva, Hindachasa bas Chana, Miriam Esther bas Soregitl, Chaim Arie ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chava Perel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Gitaganendel bas Sipoira, Lebalei bas Sipoira, Tuvi Tzvi ben Chayaliza, Aviva Yona bas Yispendel, Sorocha bas Yispendel, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavarus, Gila bas Brocha, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leah, Yisroel ben Chanalea, Yelet Shoshana bas Chanalea, Yana Golda bas Chanafega, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, and Akiva Michoel ben Sora Ahuva. Besuch Shachol Yisroel. We're continuing again. This halacha is based on chapter 34 in Likud Moran. Rab Zal adds a few appendixes now. The Yosef, Shehu Bechinas HaTzadik, Bechinas HaNekudanal. We know that Yosef is the one who's usually referred to as Tzadik. And, and in that chapter in Likud Moran, Rab Zal refers to the, the Nekuda one example of what the Nekuda is, the Tzadik is the Nekuda. We understand why the Torah says that Yosef HaTzadik was born to Yaakov Avinu in his older age. Ben Zekunim. Ki HaNekuda B'Shlemus Meira Alidei Bechinas Zokein Dikdusha. Because as we explained in the previous year, this Nekuda shines fully by the Zokain of Kedusha, by the elder of Kedusha, the Tzadik. Dahainu kishemeira bebchinas shloisha ovois. Me'av leben uleben haben. And as we explained earlier, especially when the light is being passed down for three generations, from father to son to grandson, from Avram to Yitzchok to Yaakov, and then Yosef Tzadik received from Yaakov, the Alkain Yosef Shubachinas Oir Hanakuda Bishlemus Nikra Ben Zekunim. And therefore, Yosef Tzadik, who was an example of the light of this Nakuda in its highest level, he's referred to as Ben Zekunim, meaning that he received from the Zokain. He received from his grandfather and his and his from his father, grandfather and in this case, even his great-grandfather, from Avram Avinu. 
And now Rav Nosanzal goes into the topic of tzedakah, showing how that relates to the chapter on the Ikut Imran and to what we've been speaking about till now. paragraph yud, ki mitzvah tzedakah, by, by a Jew giving charity, we draw upon ourselves this light of this holy nekuda that's referred to as tzaddik. Ki tzaddik, Because when a person is giving charity, that puts that person in the category of tzaddik. Bechinas, as the Pesach says in Tehillim, tzaddik choinein venoisein. A tzaddik is one who is giving. When a person is giving, he's entering into that category of tzaddik. This is the example, this is again an example of that nekuda that Rabbi Nezal speaks about in Likud Imran, which is the aspect of tzaddik, like Yosef, who was zoichet to be very charitable. As it says in the Torah, that Yosef HaTzadik supported his father and brothers when they came down to Egypt. And through this, Yosef HaTzadik was to become that Nekuda, Bechinas Tzadik Moishel, as Rabbein Azal says there in the Kutim Ram. Yosef HaTzadik became an actual ruler as the Torah tells us, Paroi declared him in charge of Egypt, in charge of the economy of Egypt. And as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this over there in Likud Imran, he is the one who provided for the entire land. As a result of Yosef HaTzadik being the one to support and supply the whole world with Parnosa at that time, he was put in charge. That's what gave him this malchus, this rulership. As Rabbi Nezal says there on the Kutimran, the tzaddik has this memsholo, bechinas oir hanekudanal. And that again is, is an example, a definition of this, the nekuda that Rabbi Nezal speaks about there on the Kutimran. V'yalkein koidem hatfila, tzrichen litein tzdoko. This explains also why before we daven, we're supposed to give tzedakah, as the Gemara says in Baba Basra, the Gemara quotes the Pesach, I come to see Hashem with charity. Because one of the most important things that we're trying to accomplish in tefillah, besides the fact that we want Hashem to listen to what we're saying, we want to be able to hear ourselves what we're saying that my, my mouth should shine into my heart. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likud Imran, 
Therefore, we have to give tzedaka before davening, kedei legaloi sulohoyer oyer hanekuda shebaper alidei tzedaka, in order to turn on, to activate and reveal that light of that nekuda in the mouth through the mitzvah tzedaka, sh'al yoto iker shleimus hatzadik, and that's what gives completeness to the tzadik, shehu bechinas hanekuda now, which is, again, another word for the nekuda is this tzadik inside of us. V'alkein, iker hadibur per digdusha nas And this explains also why the ability for a person to speak words of holiness is also affected in a very strong way through the mitzvah of tzedakah. As Rabbein Zal writes in the second half of Likut Imran, chapter 15, as the, based on the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, where the Gemara quotes a Pasuk about Jews coming to the Beis Hamikdash and donating there, and the Pasuk has the word Beficha, and the Gemara says, Beficha zut Beficha refers to charity, which a person donates, person pledges with their mouth. Uksiv, and we know there's a pasuk in Tehillim, Nidvois pi retzeno Hashem. Hashem, please accept the donations of my mouth, the contributions of my mouth. We see the connection between contribution, nedava, and the mouth. Kemuva bedvorav haktoshim, as and Rabbeinu speaks about this over there in chapter 15 in the second half of Likud Imran. Ki iker shleimus hadibur per digdusha. Because what gives a person's words wholesomeness, completeness, is this nekuda, this nekuda inside of the person, this nekuda of tzaddik, which we said is activated through tzaddik. And what activates that nekuda is especially tzaddik. Paragraph Yudalif, Vizehu Goidel Malas Hatstoko Sheshkula Kechola Terekula. With this, we also explain, we can understand why the Torah says that Stoko is so important that it's considered like the entire Torah. <coughs> There's a Pasuk uh, that the, the Torah will be considered like Stoko to us. Vichasher Herichu Rabbi Senazal Boitza Malas Hatstoko. And as our rabbis expound greatly over there in Baba Basra, page 9, page 10, on the incredible benefits of tzedakah. The koidim kol dover shebegdusha tzrichen lahafrish tzedakah kemuva besforim. And we find that there are sforim that tell us that before a person is about to do any significant item of kedusha, you're supposed to give charity first. Ki iker klal hatoiro because what the entire Torah is really all about and all types of holiness is all about a person being zeichet to this aspect of tzaddik, which means to be able to make that connection between the mouth and the heart. And thereby be able to repair that breakage of the vessels that took place at the time of creation, levatel kol hatayvos, and eliminate all the wrong types of desires that we have, 
Shehem ho ahavoisrois, which are the wrong types of things that we like. Shehem sitra demoiso, which are associated with the sitrachra, hanim shochim mishviras kelem, kayadua. And all of those things originate from that shattering of the vessels. Alkane had stoka tikun lekolze. And therefore, tzedaka is a solution to all of this. Ki iker shleimus oyer hanekuda hualidei hatzedaka kanal. Because one of the things that really completes this nekuda, the light of this nekuda, is the mitzvah of tzedaka, as we've said before. And this is why Rabbein writes in chapter 4, in the second half of Likud Imran, Shehatzedaka hi hahascholo shel kol hahascholois b'avoydes Hashem. That whenever a person wants to start something new in Yiddishkeit, in order to start something new, you need stucco because stucco is the beginning of all beginnings. Ayin Shom, take a look over there. The mitzvah, the way it's, the way it's defined in the Torah, posoyach tiftach es yodecho lachichoniecho. Open, open your hand to the poor person. And that posoyach tiftach, open, open, means that this mitzvah opens openings. Whenever a person needs an opening for a mitzvah, a person needs an opening to get Teretz Yisrael, a person needs an opening to enter into the study of Torah, tzedakah is what opens the opening. Ki kol avoides Hashem hakol hu lohoyer oyer hanekudakanam. Because anything that a Jew is doing in Yiddishkeit is all about activating and shining that light of the Nekuda that Rabbein Ezzel speaks about there in the Kudaman, that tzaddik inside of us, or the tzaddik in the world. And tzaddikah is what makes that happen. Paragraph Yud Beis. Ve'ikar mailas hatzdokah hu shezoichin alide hatzdokah lekasher esatzmoi bechol eis lahanekuda hashayach loliboy bo eis hazoiz daika. And one of the main benefits of tzdokah is that it helps us connect to the nekuda that's appropriate for our heart at that particular time. Bebchinas, as the pasuk says in Tehillim. Ashrei Shomrei Mishpat Oisei Tzedaka Becholeis. Fortunate are those who uphold justice and who perform Tzedaka at all times. Becholeis. Rabbi Nelson Zal says Becholeis Daika. Note that the Torah puts this together with Tzedaka. Ki Tzrichin Lasois Tzedaka Becholeis Kedei Lekashir Atzmai Becholeis Lahanakuda Ashayich Laliboi Boeis Hazois Daika. Because a person needs to give tzedakah all the time in order to connect to the nekuda that's relevant to me at that time. Whether it's my connection to the tzaddik, whether it's my connection to my friends, whether it's my connection my, to, to myself, my hispoidus, my personal connection with Hashem. Vezehu ashrei shomrei mishpat. And now we understand the connection between the two parts of this pasuk. The pasuk begins with... Fortunate are those who uphold mishpat. Because we learned earlier, when a person has his spiritus, when a person speaks to their creator, to Hashem, 
That's one of the examples of connecting the light of an akuda from the mouth to the heart. Zebchinas mishpat. And one major aspect of that is mishpat, judgment. Sheshoifet vedon es atzmoi. A major part of Ispoiridus is supposed to be a person reviewing, auditing themselves, thinking about what they're doing and what they're not doing, what they did, what they didn't do, what they should have done, what they could have done, what they said, what they shouldn't have said, what they should have said. Sheshoifet vedon es atzmoi. The person is auditing themselves and, and rebuking themselves that I want, it, I want to fulfill the Torah, asking Hashem, help me do the right thing. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 59 in Likut Imran, where he refers to his spiritus as mishpat, he refers to a person having his spoiledus and speaking to Hashem as mishpat. There he's speaking about a leader, a rabbi, who's trying to bring people close to Hashem. And these people in the beginning are not close to Hashem, which means they're carrying a lot of baggage. They have a lot of negative things, a lot of avarice and everything. And in order for the, for the rabbi to protect himself, not to be harmed by their baggage, by their negativity, Rabbi Nezal says this requires fire. The Eish HaMishpat is their psukim that associate Mishpat with fire. Kibo Eish Hashem Nishpat. And that fire, Rabbi Nezal says, comes from the person auditing themselves, the Mishpat, constantly auditing themselves, checking themselves to see, am I doing the right thing? Are my intentions the right intentions? Vegam kiho iker lekasher satsmoy lahanekuda hashayach laliboy beis hazoyis. In addition, we've been stressing throughout here that one of the most important things that I'm supposed to strive to do is to connect to the nekuda that's relevant to my heart at a particular given time. Vezehu bechinas mishpat. That itself is also mishpat. Because the Zohar HaKadosh tells us that Mishpat is the middle pillar. Between Chesed and Gvura, you have Mishpat. This means a person positioning themselves correctly, not deviating to the right or to the left. But rather, the person being careful and accurate in connecting to the Nakuda that's shaykh to them at that particular time. Meaning, for example, you have a person whose level is Mishnah. They, they're familiar with Mishnayis, they, they've started learning Mishnayis, and their rabbi tells them, you have to learn, you have to spend a few months now learning Mishnayis to get familiar with the Mishnayis before you go into learning Gemara. But sometimes the person's curious and they don't want to wait and they, they start learning Gemara when they're not prepared for it at all and it's above their level and it, it just confuses them. They don't get the proper, they don't get the solid, good connection. This concept of connecting, making the right judgment not going too, not shooting too high and not shooting too low, to know what my place is and to connect to the Nakuda that shared to me at a particular given time. 
לעשות משפט עבדוי ומשפט עמו ישראל דבריוים ביומוי. As the Pesach says in the Novi, that about a person performing the mishpat of, of, uh, on a daily basis, dvaryoyim beyoyimoy, daiko, Rav Nosnal says, note what the Pesach is emphasizing, that this mishpat is something that has to be done all the time, trying to see where am I today. <clears throat> and, and another example we saw before, that on a day that a person is traveling, the person usually cannot learn as much all the different siddharim that they do when they're at home. So a person going out to travel and takes 10-15 svarim with them because this is what they learn on a typical day when they're at home and, and a person looks at it afterwards and says, what are you doing? There's no chance in the world you're going to be able to learn all 10 of those svarim. Take with you what you need for today, what you can use for today. Lechavein hanishpot this means again to calculate the mishpat properly and to connect to the nakuda that's relevant to me on that particular day. Because if you look at that pasuk we quoted earlier, that pasuk is speaking about tefillah and about speaking to Hashem. As it says there in the beginning of the Pasuk, May these words that I've pleaded before Hashem, <coughs> may they be close to Hashem day and night, so that Hashem will perform justice on me, on His servant. On a daily basis. What this is telling us is that all of our prayers, all of our pleadings to Hashem, everything we say, should be in this category of mishpot, on a daily basis. The person always has to be doing their best to connect to the nekuda that's shayach to me on this particular day. A person lives outside of Eretz Yisrael and they come to Eretz Yisrael, they make a trip and they're here for a week, they're here for two weeks or whatever. A person's tefillah at that time has to be focusing on, on the present. I'm here now, I'm in Eretz Yisrael. What can I accomplish now? How can I best connect Hashem? How can I make the best use of my time here now, today? Because if not, the person comes to the end of the journey and they think, wow, I wasn't even really thinking. I didn't realize I'm limited in my time here and I, I should have been focusing more on making sure to make it count. The person sees afterwards, wow, I was preparing, I was getting so psyched up to come to Israel to do and I wanted to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And I got there, and I wasn't even thinking so much about the fact that right now this is where I'm at, and I have to focus on making, maximizing this, maximizing these days of my life. And this is why the Pasuk continues over there. May Hashem turn our hearts towards Him. So that we will go in all the ways of Hashem. 
because by a Jew making the proper mishpat, this auditing of oneself, and thinking carefully about what 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 applies to me now, this will help the person turn their heart to Hashem. And the connection, the flow of this posuk is following a pattern that we find in the Gemara many times, where the Gemara says a rabbi first makes a statement and then he expounds on the statement. Step one, we're asking Hashem to turn our hearts towards Him. And then the Pasa continues, how? How is that going to happen? Through, by speaking to Hashem, so that the words that I'm pleading to Hashem will be close to Hashem. Will be to have a type of hispoididus where my words will be close to Hashem. My words will be appealing and pleasant to Hashem. So that Hashem will draw upon us this mishpat. Which means that light that, that applies to us at this particular time. Bechinas, as the Pasuk continues, Dvar yoim beyoimoy, on a daily basis. And through this will be Zoycha to turn our hearts towards Hashem, Loleches Bechol Derochov, and to go in all of the ways of Hashem. Again, what, why ways? Because there are different ways. On Shabbos, there's one path. On a weekday, there's a different path. On Shabbos, the, the way to Hashem is not putting on tefillin. On the weekday, it's putting on tefillin. V'zehu ashrei shoimrei mishpat. And this is why the Pasuk there says, fortunate are those who uphold the mishpat. Sheshoimer umechavein ha-mishpat lekashir atzmoi b'chol eis lahanekuda where the person is careful to always be connected to this mishpat, always thinking carefully and calculating, understanding where am I right now? Where am I right now? What do I need right now? What do I need most right now? And what applies to me right now? And the Pasuk says there, how is one zeichet to this? By giving tzedakah all the time. Because Tzedakah, Rabbi Enzal says in chapter 2 in that Tzedakah is a form of mishpat. You have a wealthy person and a poor person. The wealthy person on top, the poor person below. When a wealthy person shares some of his wealth with a poor person, the wealthy person is lowering himself, he's subtracting from himself, and he's elevating the poor person. That's moving towards a middle point. That's, that's considered, the Pesach says, Mishpat Utsedaka Beyakov. That Stoka is a form of Mishpat. Stoka is a form of getting to a middle, bringing two things that are apart, bringing them close together, the Oni and the Oshir, the higher level and the lower level. 
now Rav is going to go into a, or, I'm sorry, Rav Nosenzal is going to go into a discussion based on what we've been learning here, based on this chapter in the Kutimran, to clarify part of one of the stories in Sipurim Isis, the story of the seven betlers, and particularly the third day of the Sheva Brachas. Before we begin this, any questions that we had so far? Now, this doesn't mean what we've been saying here now about focusing on now, being in the moment. This expression is very common right now. This doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to daven about the future, that I'm not allowed to speak about things later. But it means that this should definitely be a major focus on where I'm at now, where I'm at right now, what my needs are right now, at this given point in my life, with my children, with what, all the different factors in my life. Question? Yeah, so he's talking about uh, Yosef doing tzedakah to his own family. Yes. Tzedakah, you can give tzedakah to your own, I guess, I don't know, your father and your brothers. There's an expression, charity begins at home. And in the Shulchan Aruch it says that if a person, if, if a member, a family member, is struggling, somebody knows that a family member needs financial help, very often that comes first before, just like we were learning before about Limur Torah, teaching Torah, which is a form of charity. There's a pasuk, Ashrei Maskil Eldol, fortunate is the person who gives Seichel to a poor person, because the Gemara says, Einoni Elemen Adas, real poverty is when a person is poor in Seichel, they don't know about Hashem, that kind of thing. So that's considered an incredible form of charity, sharing Torah with somebody else who really needs it. And there the Torah says, first your son, then your grandson. When it comes to financial assistance, if there's a family member that needs financial assistance, very often, not always, but very often, that's a priority in Stutter, for sure. Rabbi? Yes. There are many uh, descriptions of people to do through Sefer Rabbeinu. And here, when we're talking about uh, that to me that sounds very daunting. And, uh, you know, we, that, that's one, one thing. And the other thing is, he said that, that uh, Mishpat is in the middle. And usually I think of in the middle being Tiferes or Rachamim. And this sounds more of a din than than in the middle between chesed and rachamim, chesed and din. Let's address both points. <clears throat> first of all, the first question that you asked was that that it seems it seems pretty uh, daunting, challenging. The the answer yeah. is here here it's not <clears throat> it's not talking <clears throat> about going negative. It's talking about an audit. And, and if you speak to anybody in the world, people that are involved in business or anything, in, in any type of uh, running a school, any type of major affair, if, if there isn't an audit, if people aren't reviewing <clears throat> what's going on, analyzing what's going on, and, and looking for analyzing the successes and the failures, usually that'll lead to failure or it'll impede the success. We just had Lag Boimer, for example, here in Eretz Yisrael. There was a major event in, in, and, and all the, the discussions right now are about reviewing what took place, looking for the, the highs and the lows, the pluses, the, the successes and the failures, 
in order to make things better, in order to see that next year should be even better, that kind of thing. So this concept, this is, this is a, a definite concept in Yiddishkeit, you know, is that a person cannot close their eyes to. This is a requirement, it's necessary, not only that, but and it, it's a reality. And the Torah tells us, <clears throat> if you won't do it yourself, Hashem will do it for you. And if Hashem does it for you, sometimes you'll be worse off. The Gemara says, din din If a person is auditing themselves down here, they're reviewing what they're doing, and they're trying to be really honest with themselves. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing what's really best for myself or not? Or where am I doing wrong? What did I do wrong? Or what am I saying wrong in my relationship with Hashem, in my relationship with fellow men? If a person does that here, they save themselves from heavenly judgment and heavenly retribution, chas v'shon. So that this is a requirement. A person, this doesn't mean, uh, like, like anything, that's why we're saying mishpat has to be in the middle, that it does... It doesn't mean a person has to be totally negative and just put themselves, just see the negative side of themselves and not the positive. We're talking about a person defending themselves also, Tashem. A person being able to recognize their good points and be able to balance things out in that way. So it, it's definitely critical, necessary. It, it's daunting to a degree. The fact that people are not, it, the fact that kids today are not educated in this area. There's no such thing as mishpat in their lives, That's what, in, in, in kids that don't have it. That's why they're so messed up. There's no accountability. The people are not accountable to anyone, including themselves. There's no such thing as thinking, what am I doing? Where is this gonna take me? These drugs and all the, this, this stuff that I'm doing, this having fun and everything, where is it gonna take me? That, that kind of thing. Without mishpat, a person doesn't have anything, chas v'shon. Now, the fact that we describe mishpat as being in the middle, it is in the middle. We, Rabbein Azal, again, there in chapter 2, when Likud Imran speaks about this, that you have chesed, you have gevura, chesed is Avram Avinu, gevura is Yitzchak Avinu, mishpat is Yaakov Avinu, who is called Tiferes. And, and another word for mishpat is rachamim. We mentioned that the word rachamim can be split into two parts. It has the word mayim, which is chasodim usually, meime hachesed, and reish ches is bigematria yitzchak, who is the, the din, the pachad yitzchak. So mishpat is in the middle. And the act of tzedakah, again, mishpat utzedakah beyakov, Rabbi Nezal shows there, because this mishpat, when a person sees a poor person, sees somebody that needs financial help, and I make a decision that I want to help that person, I'm giving and that person is receiving, I'm a mashpia, that person is a makabel, and through that act, I'm bringing us closer together. I'm raising that person, that person's wallet, got elevated. They got $100 and I lost $100. I gave away $100, that person gained. I lifted that person up and I lowered myself, bringing us to a middle, bringing us to a middle point. Thank you. Sure. Question in the chat. Can it be said that stock is considered mishpat only if one is giving a significant enough amount 
to notably bridge the difference between themselves and a poor person? The answer is no, not, not, not limited to that. Obviously, the more a person gives and the more a person helps, each person on their level, they're, they're doing this better. But one person's 18 shkalim can be another person's 1,800 shkalim. As long as a person is giving what they can, they're giving the, the maximum that they can, and they're doing the best that they can to help a poor person, whether it's in giving actual dollars or whether it's saying a good word to the person. The Gemara says a person who gives a coin to a poor person gets six brachas. And if the person appeases the poor person, if the person makes him feel like a human being, a poor person that generally, unfortunately, feels like nothing, feels like dirt, ashamed and embarrassed, and by showing respect to such a person, by showing appreciation that thank you so much for asking me, because I realized by you, I didn't, I didn't realize that you need help, I didn't realize how much, whatever, and by you asking me, you just gave me an incredible opportunity to do such an important mitzvah. So we see that all of these forms of tzedakah are all accomplishing what we're saying here. Okay, now we go into this story in Sipurim Isis, the story of the seven betlers, the third day of the Sheva Brachas. If you're not familiar with it, it'll sound a little bit strange. If you have the opportunity, if you're not familiar, and if, if you are familiar, to review, to look at that part of the story in Sipurim Isis, because Rav Nosan is going to go into it and clarify what's going on there. I'm sorry, paragraph Yud Gimel. Rab Nosanzal says, what creates time is charity and kindness. That's what creates time. As Rab Nosanzal speaks about this, in the 13th story, the seven betlers, on the third day. Study that part of the story well. And Rabbi Nassau explains there, that what creates time, what generates time, is true acts of kindness. Now let's pause here for a moment, creates time, what does that mean? What it means is that before Hashem created the world, there was no concept of time. When there was only Hashem, by Hashem there's no concept of time. There's a possible, what we perceive to be a thousand years, to Hashem it's yesterday. So our, our definition, our perception of time in Ruchnius is way above that. Just like we know the concept of time and space, which to us, those are the most basic things in life. Everything is operating within time and space. But we know, for example, in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Holy of Holies, we're told that there it was above the cons. The rules of space did not exist. You were able to put something that was 20 feet wide into an area of 10 feet. But I don't understand. That's impossible. You're right. It's impossible. Based on the laws of nature. 
there's above nature. Hashem is above nature. And when you get to a certain level of holiness, it's above nature. It's above the concept of space, above the concept of time. So pre-creation, there was no time. And that's why when the Torah begins to describe creation, it says in the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth, and there was night and there was day and one day, yoy mechad, one day. Because that's when time began. So how does time, how is time created? Rabbi Nezal says there through chasodim shel emes. Alkein, therefore, Charity, which is a form, an example of chasodim shalemes, as the Gemara says in Sukkah at the end, the real shlemus of tzedakah, the real perfection of tzedakah, is based on the amount of kindness that's involved in it. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Plant charity, harvest chesed. So we see the connection that stoka and chesed have to go together. And therefore, stoka creates time. And therefore, this mitzvah of tzedakah is what gives us the ability to make the right connection to the moment, to now, to the, this given moment, this given time. Since time is being created through tzedakah, Now, just for a moment, tiny, tiny drop of Kabbalah in this, it's brought, the Tikkun Zoyar explains that we know that in, in the secular world, they measure time by seconds, minutes, hours. There are 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, and 24 hours in a day. According to the Torah, Time is divided, an hour is divided into 1,080 parts. It's called Tatraf Chalokim. And whenever we do Birkas HaChodesh, which we're going to be doing this coming Shabbos, we're going to have Shabbos Mavorchem. We're going to be blessing the new month, the month of Sivan. They announce that the new moon will be born this hour, this day, this hour, and so many chalokim. A chalik is three and a third seconds. So, so the, the time is divided. Now, why? Why this number? Ask anybody. They'll have a hard time telling you. The Tikkun Ezra says, because of the fact that we have the Midah of Tiferes. Tiferes is called Emes. Titein Emes Leyakov. And, we, and Tiferes receives from Chesed. Chesed Gevura Tiferes. So Tiferes is receiving from Chesed. This concept of Chesed Shel Emes that we're speaking about over here. Now in the Zohar Kodesh, it speaks many, many times about the union between Tiferes and Malchus. But what do you mean? In between Tiferes and Malchus, you have Netzach, Hoid, Yesoid. The answer is it's true. But Tiferes often, and we've mentioned this, is used as a 
catch-all term for all six spheroids of Zerampin. Chesed, Gvura, Teferis, Netzach, Hoid, Yesoid are all embodied in Teferis. So we talk about those six connecting to what's, what's, what's after them, like the Yichud between Vav and He of Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke. The Vav is the six spheroids, Chesed, Gvura, Teferis, Netzach, Yesoid. That final He is the Malchus. So the Tikkun Yisrael says, Tiferes is Tov, Resh, Pe, Aleph, and Malchus is Tatraf, Malchus. Malchus means a vessel. Malchus is always the vessel, the keli. The Malchus, which is time. Time is a tzimtzum. Time is a vessel. Time is a boundary. So much three hours, six days a week. It's, it's a boundary. It's a tzimtzum. The, 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 the division, the way we divide up an hour, it's called Tatraf Chalokim. 1,080 Chalokim. 1,080 is one below Tiferes. Tiferes is 1,081. And, and Malchus, is defi- which is time, which is Zman, is defined by 1,080 Chalokim, showing that this is right below Tiferes. This is receiving from there. So Rav Nosanzal is telling us here that the mitzvah of tzedakah, we mentioned this several times, that tzedakah is an aspect of malchus, tzedek lavoshti. Tzedakah is referred to as a, a garment, and, and tzedakah and, uh, tzedakah is the beginning of all beginnings, just like the malchus is the beginning of all the midas. There are many proofs to show, and, and Rabbi Nezal has a Torah in the Kudimran showing how when the Malchus is not complete, it's referred to as Tzedek. When it's complete, it's referred to as Tzedakah. So, so here we're being shown here that the mitzvah of Tzedakah is <coughs> what creates time and, 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 uh, and, 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 and Tzedakah is the embodiment of these Chasodim Shalemes. Take a look at the story there of the third day. And you'll be able to get some inklings, some clarity on what's going on in the story there based on the chapter in Likut Imran that we're focusing on now, this chapter 34 in Likut Imran. Because Rabbi Nezal explains over there, There is the heart of the world, which is constantly screaming, crying out to the well. There's a mayan, there's a stream, mayan is a stream, there's a stream and there's a heart. And Rabbi Nezal says there, these are on two opposite ends of the world, and the heart is yearning for the mayan, and the mayan is yearning for the heart. Rav Nosanzal says, take a look over there in the story about this incredible, awesome thing that Rav Nosanzal speaks about. To summarize what it says there, There is a spring, a spring of water that's on a mountain. And then there's the heart of the world, which is at the other end of the world. And this heart 
is yearning all the time with incredible, incredible yearning and feelings for that spring. And this mayan is yearning for the heart. And Rabbi Nezal says there that this heart has two problems, two difficulties, two things that weaken it. Echod machmas oitzem ha-hishtoikekus u-tsa'oko she-tsoyek u-mishtoikek tomed alamayon. Number one, the fact that this heart is always in this state of longing and yearning, when someone's in that state for a long time, it drains all of their energy. Ve'echod machmas ha-shemesh she-roidefes oisoy ve-sorefes oisoy. And number two is the sun. The sun, which which, pers- which pers- pursues this heart and burns it, because this heart is always yearning and wanting to get close to this spring, and the heart doesn't have any rest. It's only when a gigantic bird comes along, and spreads its wings over the heart, and protects it from the heat of the sun, then the heart has a little bit of a, a rest. However, Abenazal says there that even when the heart is being protected from the sun, it's getting a, a reprieve from the sun, still it's still looking at that spring and yearning for it. How now the question is, if the heart is yearning so powerfully for the spring, why doesn't it get closer? Why doesn't it approach the spring? Ach, however, Rabbi Nezal goes into an explanation there, and then he says, And this spring has no time, no concept of time. Rab Nosenzal now explains, V'haklal, she'ikr kiyum shel ha'mayon v'halev bo'ilom hu'alidei ha'kvad peh. Rab over there in the story tells us that what allows these two, this heart and this spring, to survive and to exist is the betler who can't speak, who seems to have difficulty in speaking. This betler only seems not to be able to speak. Really, he has perfected speech more so than anybody else in the world. It's only because this betler refuses to speak any words that are not complimentary to Hashem that don't bring honor to Hashem. That's why to the world, to the world he seems to be like, has, he has nothing to say. In, in engaging in their conversation, he has nothing to say. But in truth, this betler, his speech is the highest level speech of anyone in the world. 
כי כשהוא מסחר לדבר שירויס וחידויס שלוי, because when he starts expressing these songs and praises that he wants to say to Hashem, יש בהם כל החוכמויס. His words have in it every type of intellect in the world. עד שאין נמצא שום נברא בעולם שלא ירצה לשמוע יסוי. To the point where there isn't anything in creation that wouldn't want to hear his words. And Rabbeinu Zalvir in the story tells us that this mute, this kvad peh goes and gathers up, he collects all of the chasodim of emes, and he brings them to the master of, of true chesed, and that generates time. And this results in giving a day to the heart. And the, the heart transfers, gives this day to this spring, this spring of water. Now when this day leaves and it returns to the place that it originally came from, the day comes with incredible poems and songs. And it's always related specifically to that particular day. Because every day is different. There's Sunday, and there's Monday. This is, Rav Zal gave us a summary of that part of the story, and Rav Zal says, look over the story well, and now, and then he says, And even, though, even if there isn't a person on the earth, that can understand, that can really explain all of this properly, because Rabbein Azal, in these stories that he told, there was incredible, incredible depth, especially in this story of the seven betlers, where Rabbein Azal himself said, that this story is the deepest and the greatest of all the stories that he told. And there isn't a single word in the story that doesn't have an important reason why that word is in the story, why that detail is there. Despite that, despite all of his depth, if we are able to find any hints that will help us in coming close to Hashem in this story, we are required to search and to try to, to read the story and to see what, what messages we can take out of it. Because words that are said with divine wisdom, especially if you're talking about such a high level, 
Soivlem hakoil. Those words in contain everything. They include everything. Kol divrei emes shemoitzim bohem kol echad lofidaitoi. Any true interpretation that somebody will find is in there. It is in those words. It's definitely in those words. Each person on their level, each person studying these stories, reading it, can take out, can draw out messages relevant, related to themselves on their level. We'll hold it over here. In Mitzvah the next year, we'll be going into this much more clearly, clarifying to the degree that Rav Nassim clarifies what's going on in that story and how it relates to us on a practical level. Wishing everybody a wonderful day, a wonderful week. We're getting closer, getting closer to Shavuos, getting closer to Yesoid, Shabi Yesoid, which we're going to have this week. Shabi Yesoid to make every day count. That's a shame.